Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie comic interview. It is your Cape Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with my new friend, Martin Kupski. Did I, did I get it right this time? Yeah. Let's go. So how are you doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is morning for me, evening for you, uh, but we are uniting today to bring you Grimland Ascension and everything in between. I am really excited to break this down. How are you doing this morning or evening, Martin? It's very much evening, yeah. I, I can feel it in my bones, but I'm, I'm pretty good. That's good to hear. So, man, you have such a interesting history. I know that we've kind of broken a lot of different things down, like over various chats on Twitter and uh, Twitter spaces, but this is like our first formal like introduction. So, who are you for everyone who doesn't know, and what do you do? I'm Martin Kupski. I am officially a UI artist and designer. And uh, now I'm a comic book artist, um, also a game developer uh, on my spare time. So I'm working on a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah, I don't know how how deep do you want me to go? Like <laughs> you go as deep as you want to. Uh, I mean, we 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 have at least an hour, two hours booked, so you don't have to use that full time up, but feel free to. Well, uh, I started in, a, in like a movie industry first with the visual effects and all that stuff. So that's kind of how my career got, got pushed off. And uh, yeah, I, I've been wanting to get into games for quite a while. And then I started to dabble into that. And then I basically just stuck there. I've always wanted to work on comics. So I've been waiting for a good moment to start, mostly because I, I am quite lousy at writing, so I just wanted <laughs> to find a partner to help me out. And I uh, found Thomas, and uh, we hit it off on Twitter, and then we just started to talk about everything, basically. And that's kind of how Brimlin was born. That, that's, that is such an awesome story. So let's, let's back it up a, a few. Um, you started with uh, working in the, the movie industry. Uh, Hellboy 2 uh, was one of those yeah. movies. Uh, that I, I love that movie. That's so awesome. So what what did you end up doing on that movie, and how did you end up getting on it? Oh, yeah, that was a long time first with commercials for Coke and Stimrol and stuff like that. And then I leaned into uh, movies because the company I worked at uh, was doing both, like commercials okay. and the movies. And then the film was more of a side thing and then sooner or later they just switched because movies were more lucrative and all that stuff so um i started off and on 10,000 bc which is a movie by ronald emmerich did some crowd placement and all that stuff uh then after that i got on to hellboy 2 uh worked on the intro sequence for that with uh, with the uh, dolls and all that stuff so uh, that was fun uh, mostly doing modeling and texturing and stuff like that on that part so uh, uh, and then that that just sounds like it would naturally lead into game developing as well uh with, with, with a different like no. type of modeling you have to do no uh well i i do ui which is just basically buttons and menus and stuff okay so, so that's a, tell, a totally different side of the field and mostly because i i leaned a lot into uh painting and stuff like that in, in movies uh, 
that I always wanted to draw and I love to paint and all that stuff and that kind of filled my need, my need. Mm-hmm. and then I just love to do icons and stuff so that kind of leaned into the UI part but all the time I kind of honed my drawing skill so to speak so okay so you were all you were always kind of doing something uh, with with art. That that is kind of unique because I, I almost would have assumed that you would want into like the modeling side of things with your experience. Oh, I was doing a lot of modeling. It's just I didn't really enjoy it too much. It was too technical. Okay, all right. I, I I enjoyed doing lighting and all that stuff. I worked later on Lego, a lot of Lego commercials. That is uh, awesome. That is impressive. <laughs> you have an impressive uh, resume building up with everything that you've been kind of like working on. I've been working for, what is it, like 12, 13 plus years. So, yeah, I feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your game about? Uh, you, I, I mean, let, let, let's kind of break into that as well. So you oh, do yeah. a little bit uh, something different on it, but I mean, what's it about? What's it called, you know? Well, actually, the Westmark Legacy is the new thing I'm working on, and uh, that's also like where I hone my drawing and painting skills. It's basically uh, what you see in Grimland is like um, kind of style-wise similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just in color, <laughs> and uh, it's more of a horror, uh, gothic horror kind of thing. Okay, so a bit different, but uh, yeah. So that, that's like a what's it called? Uh, gothic horror puzzle adventure kind of a game so it's uh, and uh what's that available on it's not out yet oh not out yet i got you i got you it's uh uh, i can't really say because it's not really set in stone yet but uh, we're close dude that would be so cool i like we were talking earlier that's kind of like where all my interviewing like experience came from was like interviewing game developers so it's cool to kind of like get you know a little bit of a, uh, a flashback on that so where did you like how did this lead you into comics i know you said you was always wanted to create that medium you know but oh, yeah. what led you ultimately to uh teaming up with thomas and then starting the creation of grimland ascension i would say mike mignola mostly because i've always been a huge fan of his and hellboy of course is one of those uh, things that kind of always wanted me to go into comics in one way like I I just it's a nice interesting medium which hasn't been like fully explored yet I think Uh, compared to films they have like their language and everything kind of honed down Uh, comics you can do so much with so little Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean you have pages and you have pictures and it's like a storyboard but you kind of tell the story in a different way so it's kind of interesting in my from my view at least from the movie side of things so as like an artist like what type of things um do you face you know creating a comic that would be different from writing one like does thomas come up with the script and then you like adhere like you're drawing to his ideas or do you guys come up with the script together like what goes into the creative process with this it's a little bit of both i mean we when we initially started gremlin the idea of it was we wanted to do a world building session where we built the world we set out the rules and like what we want to achieve with this um we have big plans, lots of plans, and uh, this is like the first step in that direction on where we want to go with this. And what he does is he's basically writing down the whole story, the script in detail, like panel to panel and bubble to bubble and all that stuff. 
what I do is I take it and kind of go with it as closely as I can. And then I add a little bit of my own vision of how I feel it should look when it comes to like, if I feel he writes that it's from a different perspective or something, I don't, mm -hmm. I feel like it works better from this side. And then I draw that first and then tell him like, I changed this. And he says, usually, oh, that's great. And he almost never changes my, suggestions so it's like that's kind of how we work you gotta keep the artist happy though right yeah i guess i mean I'm, i see it as a collaboration because i don't want to steamroll his stuff that mm -hmm. he wrote and i guess he doesn't want to steamroll my stuff that i'm doing so it's kind of a back and forth in that sense so what was it like uh creating uh this comic i mean th this was your first like venture into the comic scene right uh, what how was it like learning how to do the panels, learning how to kind of do the different angling, like with, with the drawing as, as opposed to modeling. I mean, I've been reading comics since I was like a child and uh, it feels like a second language to me. So it, it's it's quite fluent. I, I don't second guess my, my paneling usually. I mean, of course you have doubts, but I mean, I do it the way I feel it flows mm -hmm. the best. Uh, and I, usually I just bring out examples from whomever I've read and they just go see what other people have done and yeah so like, uh no no like online classes or anything you kind of just like full send no yeah I, I think I feel That's the awesome, best though. learning learning ability is to just read comics and mm -hmm. learn from what you read That's yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense I've never been much for schooling. So, <laughs> so what can we expect in uh, Grimland Ascension? Like, what is, you know, you kind of give us a, a, an idea, but like, I guess like more of a in-depth breakdown before we dive into the Kickstarter. What can we expect in this world? What type of people are we going to encounter? I mean, give us a, a little bit of, uh, of a taste of what to expect. Yeah, uh, Grimland is planned as a like a really grim, dark future, uh, far future from from ours. And uh, in Ascension, we basically follow these gas, gas harvesters uh, on a like a distant planet, uh, which is off uh, off like a, in a forbidden zone, so to speak. So they're they're just doing dirty work. They're like blue collar workers doing. Uh, collections for uh, uh, companies and corporate stuff. So uh, they they find something in this smoggy, like foresty place uh, that is hidden underneath the, the smog, you know, like the water. And they um, explore the place. I don't know really how much I want to spoil. That's fine. Story. Yeah, no, we, we we can back uh, it up. We can back it up. So. <laughs> When you guys were creating this, would you say uh, that a big chunk of this was like Thomas's idea, and you you just added to it, or how how, how did the creation uh, of it come together? Like, what parts did uh, did you guys like combine together? What parts did you guys have conflict about? The characters was were mostly his. Uh, I, I added like the visual flair of the characters, how mm -hmm. they look. But uh, like his uh, his take on who they are and what they are and how they behave is his way of dealing it. And uh, the actual world itself is basically we just run with it as we go. 
uh, we started off with a plan like for the world and then we just said like this is gonna be the story there's like um, a hidden secret down there uh, this secret we will explore more later but it's uh, it's kind of hard to explain without actually talking about it. no that's fine that's fine there's no worries um I just I've never really had the opportunity to interview an artist from the comic so I it's you know <clears throat> excuse me I have to like walk around the typical like I guess like not type of questions I would ask but the like the direction of the question I would ask because you know I, I don't want to ask you like what inspired this creation and then you'd be like oh well I didn't you know that wasn't my you know me that yeah, was Thomas we were collaborating a lot so it's not like he's done everything story-wise himself uh We've been shooting ideas back and forth, mostly like references, uh, mm -hmm. what we really love and admire and what we want to like put in ourselves as like a world building creation thing to can expand the world. So what did you, uh, what type of medium did you create uh, this comic on? Was it digital? Uh, it's you know, what, what type <laughs> of program did you find was uh, the easiest for you to, uh, to learn? I'm used to Photoshop, so it's like my go-to tool. Uh, I, I do everything on sketch sketchbooking, but like uh, for planning and all that stuff. But I, uh, but when it comes to the actual comic itself, I'm just doing it on uh, Photoshop because it's quicker, it's cheaper, it's uh, all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you get ready to sketch a panel, like how does that look? You said you said you sometimes you pull up a reference, you know. Yeah, so let show you actually. This is basically my planning for a couple pages. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's so I cool, doodle, though. I, I doodle them like really quick. Doesn't need to be pretty. It's just for myself. Mm -hmm. Nobody understands what I'm doodling anyway. So uh, that's my plan. And then I just go into Photoshop and just draw the panels, the structure, and then uh, just fill them in. That's so cool. So how long does it typically take you to do a page uh, on Photoshop? That depends. Some pages take longer, some pages take go quicker. It depends on how many characters you actually see on, on the page. Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't know, like less than a day for a page usually. Uh, then, yeah, I've, I've honed down my like uh, treadmill, so to speak. So like, uh, my, my assembly line so i have a structure for every page how to do it so it doesn't look different every page and, okay uh, yeah. and that probably helps us uh streamline uh, the process make it a little bit faster for you as well yeah the, the only issue i had was like planning how much space you need for the actual text and mm -hmm. like oh the uh, the button. lettering yeah yeah the so lettering I, do you do that as well no no that's ken ken's gonna do that for okay. us okay uh, so he's gonna help us out and, but I just need to kind of plan ahead so I know that he has enough space to mm -hmm. put it in so I don't <laughs> fill like a panel with a head and no space for, for any speech or yeah. anything. <laughs> you know, and that, you know, it's that's something that a lot of people really uh, don't consider when they're looking at a, uh, a comic panel is um, you have to really plan that ahead and that can be difficult. Is it, you know, do you find yourself having to take out a lot from a panel to make sure those, you know, there's enough space for it? Well, I, sometimes I, I imagine a framing that is really cool and nice, but then when I uh, start to doodle it in, uh, I see like, oh, okay, there's going to be issues if I'm going to have like another panel next to this and then 
bubble it's not gonna fit or gonna be get cut by the, by the printer or whatever so uh, yeah a lot of planning needs to be made just for that yeah no, and it, it just it's so crazy to think about that too i mean because how, how do you pre-plan for it like do you do, do you in your doodles do you like pre-sketch them or do you kind of like as you're drawing it out try to see yeah. where they're gonna fall in my doodles i usually add like just a round circle to indicate this is a bubble you need to leave something here <laughs> uh, that and also like count pages because uh, every other page is going to be like a page turn so mm -hmm. sometimes you just want to like a splash page or a surprise or something usually thomas has planned that ahead but i'm our page numbers are sometimes shuffled because I, I add a little extra for one page, so I'm just going ahead with one extra page. So, but yeah, as long as we have keep that in mind, it's gonna be fine. And we got uh, Dan Price over on YouTube uh, waving. Hey, Dan, what's up? Welcome to uh, today's stream. I hope you're having a good afternoon. So, real quick before we dive into the Kickstarter, uh, what type of like direction uh, normally works best for you when when Thomas is communicating you uh, with you uh, the script idea and everything like for you to ultimately start sketching out this panel and start uh, then drawing it like what type of um, like communication is needed for you to properly like flesh this panel out um, usually it's quite straightforward because he's, he's very like easy to read when it comes to what, what he wants uh, sometimes it's like some weird uh, phrasing or like I don't really get what he's after then I just go hit him up on discord and ask him like you oh, <laughs> this panel what do you mean uh, and then he usually just explains it very well so we haven't had any issues with regarding how to place things or what what's happening on which page and stuff like that so thankfully i have heard lots of scary stories from other artists that uh, they've been struggling with their writer and uh, like very specific writers who want like a specific thing mm -hmm. like, i want million characters fighting against each other in one page and uh, it's like very loose descriptions usually well, that is awesome it's like, like you said it's, it's such a unique experience to be able to talk to uh, an artist because then I can see and hear from your guys as like perspective and, and point of view. Um, but it's also nice that you have a big hand in the actual like co-creation of it as well. Uh, Cause that kind of helps you like, I, I feel like walk that line a little bit better because you're able to have a little bit better of a voice as well. Uh, since you're, you're pretty much, you know, the half creator of it. Yeah, I, I feel that's a blessing uh, mostly because it's a collaboration and not like he's doing something and I'm doing it for him or vice versa uh, so that that's basically why i did it uh, i couldn't really do it any other way i think uh, i wouldn't enjoy it as much as i think so let's go ahead uh, with that i think we've kind of built it up enough let's go ahead and start diving into it um congratulations first and yeah. foremost uh on uh getting funded uh you are at 211 backers pledging 2,536 um is that euro uh that's pounds pounds you know any anything not usd i'm still like trying to learn the symbol so i took a stab in the dark and it fell but here we are <laughs> that's good it's close enough <laughs> uh, so yeah congratulations that's awesome for your this is your guys's first book first kickstarter so yeah. what what type of success uh you know 
like what led you here uh what, what what type of things did you find with your success like what type of things on twitter or instagram or facebook you know for anyone that's watching i guess what type of advice uh would you say that worked best for you uh, advice for both uh, myself and everybody else uh, do prep work uh, before you launch uh, that's something we didn't really do not, not much uh, I mean, Thomas has a lot of friends on Twitter and stuff like that, so it helped a lot. So it's not really my uh, part in that because uh, I just shout whatever he shouts. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I, I'm more into like the, the gaming marketing part. So uh, this is totally different for me, and I love the community that's on Twitter because they're much more friendly than the game dev stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And uh, and it's uh, I'm just flabbergasted that the Kickstarter actually hit 100% at all. Uh, I wasn't expecting much, mostly because this is my first Kickstarter. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, uh, like reception-wise, on who, uh, how people feel like uh, backing this. Um, but Thomas, like uh, he, he's done this before. He did uh, Albion online, uh, not Albion online, Albion, Abyssal Albion. Uh, so that comic was on uh, Kickstarter twice, uh, both the uh, first and second issue. He's doing it the third soon. So yeah, yeah, I, I noticed uh, he he has a busy plate uh, himself uh, oh, yeah. with with his with his work. So that's pretty awesome. So. Man, yeah, congratulations. How fast did you guys fund 100%? Oh, that was a couple of days. Wow, that, yeah, that's impressive. Week, that's awesome. Yeah, within a week. Uh, that was surprising, actually. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know really what to say. Uh, yeah, we, we grew a lot, and then it stagnated, of course, in the middle. And then uh, towards the end, it was kind of wobbly. Like uh, a mm -hmm. lot of people like uh, changed their pledges and uh, some canceled and all that stuff, which is expected. Um, but then, uh, yeah, we hit our two stretch goals, which is nice. So uh, it's yeah, congratulations on that, man. Map, which is going to be cool to make. And then uh, we have data sheets, which is basically just lore pages, so we can expand. Oh, upon. dude, that is so cool! I love, I love when uh, that type of uh, extra like flair is added because it, it does add like a sense to the world building like the map and everything you're basically jumping into the story kind of not knowing anything about this world and mm -hmm. then kind of read through it and then at the end you get some extra like little bits of information about what, what's happening and where we are and all that stuff uh, yeah so i mean we had a lot of different uh, like uh, stretch goals planned. Uh, Thomas actually revealed today about the uh, card game we're planning. Uh, it's not finished yet, but it's getting there. That's so cool. That's going to be following uh, the book? Uh, no. Uh, well, uh, sooner or later we will make it, but it's just a matter of when. Okay. All right. Yeah, that is cool. That is so cool, man. So this is kind of just a little bit of a breakdown, what to expect. Gives you a little bit of uh, a synopsis. Uh, in the year 3085 on a planet at the edge of the galaxy, a team of adventurous gas harvesters uncover a dark secret from humanity's distant past. A secret that could usher in a new galactic epoch. Did I say that right? Epoch? Yeah. What's epoch? It's like a new... Uh, uh, new... I, I don't remember what it's... <laughs> <laughs> How do you explain it? 
Like it's a new uh, new start, new mm-hmm. uh, uh, new ending. Okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I've never heard that word before, so I was curious. That that's awesome. So a trio yeah. of gas harvesters <laughs> uncover an ancient black site ship with within they find an ancient ai and its nanovirus infested crew so this yeah. is gonna be awesome yeah um some a thrilling weird... what was that some weird shit going on, on that yeah place. yeah yeah no i i love it and the, the nano infested crew sounds like insane I, I i love uh i i'm i'm i don't for me when i uh dead you ever play dead space of course of so course. The, yeah I mean, yeah that, that gives me necromorph vibes and i, I like i'm I here know. for it i love that i love that type of thing where like you're out in space the crew's infected and like you're just up against like insane odds so this is going to be a thrilling 40 page plus one shot introduction to a new oh, yeah. dark vision of humanity's future it's definitely going to be over 40 pages because I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, it's gonna be a really hefty, nice book. I, I'm, I'm really glad we made it more than just a, a short little one. Because uh, usually, when I buy books uh, like on Kickstarter and stuff like that, you, you're expecting something, and then you get like this thin one. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, it's like a part one out of uh, several. Uh, I'm more of a one-shot guy. I, I like it. Like you get one book, you, you get one story from the beginning to end, and you're satisfied seem to say yeah so it's like yeah, it, it's, it's in my opinion a little bit more satisfying no yeah i, I definitely i like one shots too because then you know you're not always having to like it, it just really depends on, on how it's done but the one shot you know you could read it and you're done you don't have to get a lot of tie-ins you don't have to like get a lot of issues to finish the story um so yeah one shot can be awesome especially if it's a lot of pages too how many pages do you guys have planned out right now Oh yeah, uh, at the moment we're, uh, I can't really say because like uh, we oh, haven't made sheets and stuff like that. So uh, for now it's more than 45 at least. So yeah. We have uh, Dan Price saying he's a, a fan of one shots as well. Yeah, one shots I think um, can really uh, have a big impact on you as a, as a reader because yeah. you're able there's to maintain. Mm-hmm. There's also a reason why we did it because Grimland works so well as a, like a, you know, uh, overlaying structure and then we can just pick uh, different like ages or times time slots in the timeline of the world so we can just make different storylines in different places and different so times. yeah you keep on uh keep the universe growing from that one shot that yeah that's awesome and i think uh, you're able to really uh take a lot of emotion within the one shot and the you know the, with the writer you're 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 able to do that climax for the right uh the, the reader excuse me a little bit better you know a little bit easier within the the one shot because you're able to encapsulate it yeah keep it yeah. like clean and simple just mm-hmm. to explore the world uh, give different stories from different point of point of view so i really love your art in this too it's very dark very grim, <laughs> very grim. uh so some of the reasoning behind the darker colors for you, if you want to, if you care to break it down, especially like when we get to here, you could, you really, when it gets red, that really striking uh, against the, the gray, the gray colors. So I, I, yeah, I can appreciate that a lot. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like uh, black and white movies in, in that sense, like uh, just the gray tones and all that stuff. And to break it up with color, it just makes it pop even more. Uh, Sin City did that really, really well with uh, yeah. Yellow Bastard. <laughs> Uh, and other th- things uh, there, there's so many th- examples but uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm more of a muted color kind of guy. I, I and also like the the story is grim and very dark and like mm -hmm. just uh, dirty in that sense. Like I I feel dirty when I when I watch this. <laughs> you ever play um? Because you're a gamer, so uh, Metro uh, 2033 uh, in like Last Light. Yeah, yeah. I get I get that vibe a lot too. Kind a of. Lot of like because of the masks, I, I guess. Uh, well, and the, like the post-apocalyptic world feel, you know, like yeah, yeah that, dude. This this just seems we so took a lot awesome. of inspiration from like uh, Judge Dredd and like uh, Warhammer 40k stuff like that. So it's uh, it's very reminiscent of those kind of uh, places, like mm -hmm. very just technologically there, but it's kind of backwards because uh, in the future you're not gonna have like zooming spaceships and lasers and stuff it's more like clunky submarine like spaceships with, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, medieval armors and stuff like that so it's uh, not gonna be like this clean and pristine future so what type of uh like what, what what did you look at what did you base these character designs off of you know what did you look at for inspirations when you were creating all these different characters and in, in environments? Oh yeah, I, I've been looking at several things. Like yeah, I, I have, um, oh well, Star Wars is a nice thing to look at. It's just it's a little bit too like kids friendly or whatever you want to call it. So uh, we we take that with a pinch of uh, 40k and then mix it and add a little bit of Alien, and then then that's kind of how. It, it's very like retro futurism uh, i'm sounding very pretentious and artsy when i come with uh, different <laughs> genres <laughs> uh, but like uh, steampunk cyberpunk uh, diesel punk like all these genres are really i've cool. never heard of diesel punk that's a new one Check it out. Uh, you've seen mad max oh yeah okay so that, that, that that's diesel, diesel punk, punk. All yeah right. that is very diesel punk so like, He's uh, like, check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, check it out. There's a lot of like uh, games and stuff like that in, in that. Mad setting. Max actually, the game uh, wasn't too bad either. What? Uh, Mad Max. There was a game out on uh, yeah. PlayStation. Yep, actually, a Swedish company did that. No, dude. Yeah, no, I I really like that. So Diesel Punk. I never knew it was called yeah. that. That that is cool. Google. There's a yeah. lot of like yeah, there's a movement with clothing and all that stuff, which is really inter interesting. Like yeah, Diesel Punk. Yeah, like it's basically what you see in the comic is uh, it's there's people dressing up like that okay yeah that is that is so cool i, I appreciate you uh, taking time to break that down for me so yeah. this is this is so I, I i just love your art and i i love how like you said the, the muted the colors are so when you do come across something you can really amplify the effect like that computer screen up there um yeah the the, the lighting everything it's just it's gorgeous and uh you, you didn't take any classes or anything. You just kind of just went for it when you created this, which I thought is like remarkable in itself. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. well, I've been working a lot in drawing and all that stuff. So I've, I have the experience, to, so to speak, on the technical side on how to draw all this. Mm -hmm. But I haven't really implemented it in, into anything substantial compared to like... I mean, video games is a totally different beast, uh, and comics is uh, very daunting in the way that you're you're making a book essentially by drawing it. <laughs> so we have uh, John uh, from Part Time Comics in the chat. Hey, what up, John? How are you doing as well? Um, I see. The thing is, I've always heard uh, artists uh, 
you know, a good artist, or excuse me, like an art, an artist can draw, um, but that doesn't necessarily translate to them being able to like to do the different panels and do the different types of like sequences of art. So yeah. that's that, that like for you to be able to do that without like any knowledge and just doing it because you've grown up reading comics and loving them. Like that's that's awesome, man. That is awesome. Like, yeah, those because those, those panels really fleshed out. I really thought like the vibe and just the direction of them. Are, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, uh, paneling is like yeah, very uh, it's a big interest of mine when I read the comics it's usually like that's what I'm focusing on uh, mm -hmm. of course I read the story and all that stuff but I'm very curious on how the artist builds the story you're basically building the story on the page panel by panel uh, sometimes without panels sometimes without borders and whatever so you can mix and match and however you want to express yourself on the page and get the story across uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, that's a uh, that's the fun part, I think. Like yeah, it's yeah. basically like directing, but doing it on a page instead of like you know with a film. So I always wanted to direct a movie, but I, that's way too much of a hassle, in my opinion. <laughs> so what type of movie would you direct if you if you were able to do so? Well, this is what I want to do. This, so, this, so this, this yeah, hell yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. And, you know, I, I would say I, I get a lot of, like, movie, like, feeling vibes, too, from some of these panelings. Like, the overshot of, like, uh, the vehicle, like, trudging through, like, the swamp water and, and the way you introduce, yeah. like, the different, like, characters within it and stuff. I thought, yeah, I get that movie uh, direction vibe uh, pretty heavy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I have my favorite directors, and I always watch, like, as a reference for framing, timing, and just uh, how to actually portray a person on camera uh, it, it doesn't always work in comics because it's a little bit different but uh, you can take a lot of the vibes and mood you get from movies and uh, kind of put it into comics so we have uh, Dan Price asking who are some of uh, your favorite directors oh that's a big question well the older stuff from Ridley Scott is really nice mm -hmm. uh, his way of handling everything is just awesome uh, <laughs> well that's the one that pops in my head and like Guillermo del Toro of course he, he's a really nice really good uh, like artures so to speak when it comes mm -hmm. to movies and uh, I have several more but I just can't come up with any at the moment <laughs> we put him on the spot James Cameron is of course like a, a legend when it comes yeah. to like Terminator and all that stuff. Uh, I like the older stuff because I'm, I sound like a jaded old man, but like uh, all the new movies coming out now, I just feel they're very populistic and kind of like the, it's, it's like candy. Basically you're eating candy. Uh, it's, it's good. It's nice, but you feel kind of weird afterwards. Not sustained. Yeah. Yeah. I like, gotcha. It's different. So, while we're on that subject, though, let me ask you, what are some of the favorite, uh, like, artists or comics that you've read to kind of inspire these panelings? Because th some of these panelings and the way, you know, you designed, like, the, the sploosh, I love the sploosh so much. Like, a, a, a lot of this is, like, really, you know, intricate and awesome. Like, what, you know, did you draw inspiration from in terms of comics? Um, well, Eric Powell comes to mind. He, he, like, you know, Goon? I think so. Yeah, like, uh, he, his style is like really 
if you look at uh, the goon uh, well not really all of it but like uh, some of it has influenced me in, in many ways uh, mike mignola of course that's a big one uh, uh, ashley wood is a big favorite of mine mostly because of the way like the energy and like power kind of revealed on, on the page it's just uh, that's kind of probably where the sploosh came from <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah like uh, there's so many I mean uh, I remember ah I, I forget all the names it's like uh, getting I mean it's evening now so it's uh, my brain is shutting down <laughs> oh you're, you're fine you're fine Hold on one second. For whatever reason, it looks like our cameras froze. Really? Yeah, let me uh, see if I can get that changed. Okay, we're good right there. Okay, we are back. Yeah, for, for whatever reason, I don't know, the hype, the hype just froze us up uh, for a few seconds. But we are back, and we are ready to rock and roll. So those are some of your favorite artists. As we scroll down, we get a better look at the team. So um, the, first, the first one up is the writer, of course. That's Thomas J. Uh, Campbell. Mm. Yeah, do you want to scroll down a little bit? Sorry? Uh, do you want to scroll? Uh, you're you're in control of the screen. Oh. You mean up up here? Oh no, down, down, down. Down, down, down. Okay. There Later. we go. There we go. So uh yeah, you said you met Thomas on Twitter. How did that interaction end up happening? Well, that was interesting. Like uh I don't know. I Ah, I know. It was, uh, I, I follow a lot of cosmic horror and like uh, Lovecraft stuff because I'm not a geek. And uh, I saw Abyssal Albion uh, and uh, just followed that for a while. And uh, yeah, his comic kind of went somewhere with the, with the second issue. And I started to kind of reach out, like, how's it going? Like, uh, I don't remember actually exactly what, exactly what I said. But I said something that you should, we should talk or something. And then we just started, <laughs> started to chat on, on Twitter. And uh, then I don't like the Twitter chat that much. So I just said, hey, add me on Discord and we can, we can have a little bit more of a discussion. Uh, mm -hmm. so we just uh, booked a day where we just sat and talked interests and just nerded out. I mean, we're both 40K fans. We're both uh, alien fans. So that took a while <laughs> to go yeah. through. Uh, so what was that initial like pitch, uh, you know, of you being like, hey, I got this. I think you'd work well with it. How did that sound? Well, it wasn't really like pitching anything. It was more like we were talking about nerdy stuff and we said this could be a really good idea if we, we made something out of it. And then we just said, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, no, like, yeah, I wasn't really planning on anything. It was more like I just wanted someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he filled the space. Uh, and then uh, one thing led to another. Uh, sounds like a first date, but, you know, kind of how, how it happens. <laughs> no, and I think it, it sounds like a match made in heaven, too. You both had similar interests. You both you know, like we're really like keen on the idea. And once you combine that type of energy, you can get an awesome product. And I think we, we have proof like, you know, with the, with the preview pages. So down below though, of course we have you. Mwah. Yeah. Um, and uh, this gives a, a brief interaction, which we've touched based upon, but it looks like 
You're also uh, gonna be the uh, creator. Hold on one second. Is that cops? <laughs> yeah, I live. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played GTA, but I happen to live in it. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, sometimes I aim. Uh, like we, um, the police station is down. I used to live across the street from the police station, so doing like anything like this was like never a, a thing because like I could never predict when they were gonna leave. Shoo! Um, I, I'm lucky. I'm in a basement, so <laughs> yeah, I home. never could tell. It looks like you're you're in a room. Well, I built my office down in the basement, so yeah I, mean, I, got, I basically where i work and live all mm -hmm. the time i feel like a hermit or something but uh i work from home all the time so i'm used to it even before corona no yeah i could never imagine a fully furnished basement that would be i, I it's fully mine's fully furnished with uh spider webs it's close uh not so nice but filled with you know it's a lot of spiders down there making their home i find spiders sometimes it's nice I, we have heated flooring, so everything's fine down here. It's like during winter. I can oh my god, you're living it a luxurious life down there. <laughs> I'll just say they got you down like Harry Potter, but Harry, oh my god, there must be like a bank robbery going on. They're after you. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, they're like they're, that's where the heat is. So uh, real quick, it looks like you are the founder and creative director of Nodebrim Interactive. Did I say that right? Nodebrim? No, no. Nodbrim interactive games such as Westmark Manor and the upcoming Westmark Legacy. So what what type of games are those? What can we expect from them? Westmark Manor is actually on Steam right now. And that's uh, like a survival horror kind of a thing where you're stuck in a mansion. And it's basically a big puzzle. The whole, whole, whole mansion, the manor, is a giant puzzle that you need to solve to get, get out or survive. Um, Dude, and that, I'll, I'm gonna have to check that out. We'll have to talk, we'll have to like break that down because, like, like I said, I want to get back into indie games. Yeah, I mean uh, that that's the one. And then we Westmark Legacy is basically a spiritual successor to that. Uh, the only thing is that it's totally different. Uh, there's uh, the art style is totally different. The the gameplay is totally different. The only thing that's uh, reminiscent from the Westmark Manor is basically the plot line kind of continues but you don't have to play the first game in order to play the second so it's like a freestanding sequel that's so cool yeah that's awesome man yeah we'll have to we'll have to dive into that a little bit more in depth um so underneath we have ken uh and he is a multidisciplinary creator living and working in the uk he's best known for writing the supernatural adventure cosmic i'm so sorry about this oh my god there must be like that that was just a parade of like emergency vehicles down <laughs> oh man i need to better plan out these interviews so once again we have the letterer uh ken a multidisciplinary creator living and working in the uk is best known for writing the supernatural adventure co comic uh cognition oh man i cannot pronounce cognition. that word. cognition yeah. i knew it was right there and i was like shit i am stumped <laughs> i'm so flustered by all these vehicles just Okay. With your sirens interrupting this interview, like goddamn them. Um, editing the experimental cos uh, co comic anthology Slice Quarterly. Um, so that sounds like a pretty interesting comic too. What, what's uh, do you know what Slice Quarterly is about? I have no clue actually. I haven't really checked up on his other work, but uh, uh, Thomas says he's good. I'm, I'm trusting Thomas, so <laughs> go with that. <laughs> I haven't met him yet, but like uh, I'm gonna talk to him soon about like. Uh, just structuring things and mm -hmm. some stuff so and then we are at the re uh, the rewards so your initial plans are to keep rewards yes. the things that are deliverable and won't drive up shipping costs 
So you're looking at things such as 25 uh, millimeter pin badges, stickers, and art prints. This is how he kind of kept it so cheap, uh, like the, the pledges. So mm -hmm. we go overboard with shipping and all that stuff. But yeah, of course, we have stretch goals. <laughs> the fun part. All right. So the first one unlocked is a 2000 Galaxy Atlas. All physical backers will receive an A4 art print of the Grimland Atlas. Yep. And then this is going to give you a key into the world and political state of the galaxy. Uh, and then digital backers will also get a digital copy of it as well as a PDF uh, download. So that's pretty cool. Also, like, uh, if you have noticed that, like, the, the Kickstarter is over. It's done. Mm -hmm. But we're probably going to add later. Once the book is done, finished, we're going to add it to, like, if people want to buy it later through our website. Or, like, if you want to follow us then you can follow the uh, newsletter yeah you no, know? i gotcha yeah, so so uh at the 2500 um this was the additional lore pages so uh it's gonna serve as an annex to explain the greater universe and setting and then uh you said uh the, the kickstarter was uh over correct yes it's over well okay, it ended so... a couple of days ago like two two days ago all right so we are looking at that was uh, the stretch goal that was unlocked. So um, yeah, uh, down below that you have uh, the Discord. So you have a Grimland Discord right there is a link to join it for anyone that is interested. Uh, this is uh, one that does a link that doesn't expire, correct? Uh, this should be the correct one, yeah. I think Thomas updated it. So uh, as long as you type that in and uh, put it into your URL, you'll be able to join if you're I mean, interested. Follow us on Twitter and just hit us up there instead. I mean whatever works all right and since it's already over we really don't need to break down the tiers um no. what, what are you looking at selling uh the physical and the digital once you get it onto your online store when or where or uh when? like or excuse me like what type of price oh uh, i haven't really talked about uh that promise <laughs> yet so we'll look into that probably then, uh, similar prices as the kickstarter i mean depends on the shipping and uh, what what uh, what what, uh, what website uh, will people be able to find that out? Find out more about it. Grimland.world. So Grimland.world. So um, we are coming up on uh, finishing and wrapping up this interview, um, and I think all the emergency vehicles are out of the way, so We're no done. more interruptions. We're done with that. Um, so yeah, how's it? Everything in uh, the art side of creation. You know, as an artist. You know, how are you feeling about making this comic? Where do you see yourself going with the next one? You know, this is a one shot. So um, where do you see yourself going within uh, the comic industry? Oh, the, the industry itself? I don't know yet. Uh, this is my first one. So I'll just I just dip my toes for now. Uh, I'm sticking with Thomas because we're a good team and Gremlund is really, really hitting it off. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, our next plan is to uh, jump on our next title, which is uh, Greenland Meets Meat Grind, which is uh, a working title, but we still have a logo and all that stuff. Uh, and then uh, hopefully we'll be able to do an, an anthology later with different artists and different writers and stuff like that. So kind of make a little amalgamation of uh, what we've planned with our world and all that stuff. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So. With uh, these shows, I love uh, making them something where we can promote you, promote your book, um, and everything in between. 
but they also serve as a good creative tool for anyone watching so um with that being said as an artist like what type of uh, advice would you give a writer um to be able to successfully give their idea to an artist and for you know to have their artist have a better success like with what they're trying to portray well that's a good question uh communicate well I mean, if you just write they're fighting, it's not going to help much. Depends on the artist. Like some artists love just non-descriptive text and just they can make it up themselves. Mm -hmm. I uh, tend to do a little bit of both. Uh, sometimes I need direction. Otherwise, uh, I'm just going to uh, write, draw something. Uh, but yeah, uh, be as descriptive as possible. And you can always tone it down if the artist doesn't like it. And uh, yeah, that, that was that was awesome. Thank you for that. And uh, I think let's hit it out of the park with uh, our last question. For any artist out there that is looking to get into comics and wondering where to start, wondering how to begin, what type of advice would you offer them? I felt since you're my first like artist, like what what like one of the most like like in, in the field of being an artist. Um, I should ask this question. I think this would be a good question to it's ask. A good question. It's very yeah, good. Yeah. So uh, where, where do you think uh, they should start and how, how like to begin? read comics that's a good start <laughs> and then actually make comics uh it's not just doodling on paper and just uh just make it uh it usually helps like once you're in the the trenches doing it that's kind of how you get into it uh, that's how i feel at least um if you don't do it you do you're not going to become it <laughs> so it's, that's true I mean, you can study how much you want, but uh, if you don't not doing it, you're never gonna get there. Uh, look at me; I, I was waiting for quite a while. I'm like 36 now, so getting pretty old. <laughs> He's like, I got, I got, I got, I got to pump out a comic or two before the time uh, runs out. I get it. I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, that's my bucket list. Like uh, now, I've reached that part. I can just keep on running so what type of practices would you say would be most beneficial for uh someone trying to to like starting out as an artist and trying to be an artist for a comic book uh human anatomy it's like the the biggest biggest hurdle and usually people hate the study of it but it's it's a good one because uh, you're gonna draw a lot of humans unless you're doing like a tentacle porn thing yeah yeah <laughs> well, that too yeah. Hey, well, I really appreciate it, Martin. Thank you for uh, coming on and uh, keeping it geekly with us. Um, guys, big shout out to everyone in the chat uh, asking questions and keeping it active. We really appreciate that as always. This is it for our indie comic interviews for today. So be sure to get out there and enjoy the beautiful weather. For me, though, it is rainy and gloomy. And apparently it is all out war there. Uh, so who knows what's going on? But with that being said, guys, this is uh, Cody and we are keeping it geekly with Martin of Grimland Ascension. I am excited to get my hands on this book. When do you guys expect expect to have this book uh, out uh, in people's hands uh, can't really promise anything but September maybe all right so we're looking at uh, around September stuff goes actually so yeah yeah let's let's go let's go 45 plus pages at where we're at right now and yeah, yeah we're gonna be bringing you the heap so with that being said guys have a good awesome day but most importantly keep it geekly there we go let me go ahead and start